Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When we talk about Lithuania, we're talking about their small but strong economy. Actually, Lithuania is not a small country. It's a big country, compacted to your convenience. It's easy to reach. It's pretty much all in one place. It's great work-life balance. Lithuanians are very agile. Lithuanians are very computerized and very mobile. And for our size, we currently have 263 fintech companies. They are working not only for Lithuania, they're working globally. When I lived in Copenhagen, my wife and I aimed to travel to one new country per month on average. So sometimes one country in one month, a little weekend break, and sometimes two or three countries every few months. And one thing I grew to realize was that many of the European highlights were slightly snookered by a mix of familiarity and high expectations. The Eiffel Tower, yeah, looks exactly like the Eiffel Tower. The canals of Amsterdam are cool, but in exactly the way described. And the Colosseum, actually the Colosseum really impressed me, but you surely know what I mean. So I started to develop a taste for places I knew less about. Budapest, Sarajevo, Lübeck, Tallinn, Riga. The latter three playing a key role in Draken, my first novel, which is available for free as an ebook on Amazon, and Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania. We loved Vilnius. It has a charming enough old town and has some lovely sights within easy reach. I think me in front of Trakai Island Castle is still my Skype profile since I've forgotten how to change that, but that's not what made it so memorable. For us, what keeps it in our repertoire of travel stories is that it was perhaps the only country we have traveled to where there was no standby team of fluent English speakers ready to bail us out of any situation. We had to randomly point at menus. We had to mime an aeroplane to find the correct bus to the airport. And we felt like we were really traveling. I'm about to hear how much has changed since then. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Yekaterina Royaka, Chief Commercial Officer at Credit Info Lithuania. Welcome to the show. Yekaterina, your background is in macroeconomics, which is something I want to take advantage of in a minute. But before we get into that, would you mind briefly walking through your career with me, talking about how you arrived at the current role you have at Credit Info? Hi, Brian. So first of all, thanks a lot for inviting me. It's a huge pleasure to be with you here. Yeah, macroeconomics is kind of a passion of mine for more than 15 years. I started from the banking sector. I started from the central bank, Bank of Lithuania. Then I jumped to the commercial banks, working for Nordelby, Norddeutsche Landesbanking. Then to different banks. Also in the between, I was working for the World Bank a couple of years, talking to most of the commercial clients, also individuals, banking clients about what is happening to the economy 
how can we understand the trends? And Lithuanian economy is like uh, going to, through the roller coaster. Absolutely. We had many crises, uh, so explanation was needed. And explanation is needed sometimes even now. And finally, in 2018, I uh, actually started working for the public sector, which was totally different experience. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So we're really here to talk about you as Chief Commercial Officer at Credit Info. But I do want to take advantage, as I said, of that experience you've got explaining the market, explaining the economy, because when I was doing some research for this, I was quite surprised to see that Lithuania is actually the biggest economy in those Baltic states, but in its current form, independent from the Soviet days, only uh, 30 years old. She said a roller coaster, both, I imagine, in the short term and the longer term. So, yeah, as former vice minister of the economy here, I can't pass up that opportunity to say, what is a quick history lesson? What does that landscape look like? Yeah, well, I like the basics. So when we talk about Lithuania, well, we're talking about their small but strong economy, population like 2.8 million people. So it's not extremely, extremely high, but with a labor pool of uh, one and a half million people, it's pretty agile, I would say. If we talk about the size of the economy, the GDP size is roughly about like Luxembourg or Croatia, maybe two times less than Ukraine, but Ukraine is a huge country, while Lithuania is a very, uh, we don't like to say it's a small country, actually. And we uh, just held the NATO summit in Vilnius in July. So we had a very nice ad. Lithuania is not a small country, it's a big country, compacted <laughs> to your convenience. Because Lithuania is not, well, a relatively small country, it's extremely compact. It's easy to reach, it's pretty much all in one place, it's great work-life balance, and that's why Lithuania is feeling kind of renaissance for re-immigration. Well, Lithuanian GDP, if compared to 2000, had grown five times if compared to 1995, grown 8.6 times. So it was really, uh, really expanding. And most of this expansion is interconnection with the other countries. It's international trade. So more than 85% of our, our GDP is because of the trade, international um, FDIs, etc., etc. But you mentioned that Lithuania is only 30 years old of independence, but this integration comes centuries back. And Lithuania was uh, huge sometimes and very integrated economically. And this helps us to leapfrog. And leapfrogging was probably the uh, largest idea behind Lithuanian success. We are first place in European Union by the Greenfield FDI's performance index. Also, I was um, personally very disappointed when the World Bank decided not to renew ease of doing business indexes because in 2019, Lithuania uh, took its highest place. And at that point, I was vice minister of the economy. And next year, we were forecast to take top five. So, but, uh, you know, the next year, the COVID happened and also the index was stopped. But Lithuania is a free economy. In the economy of freedom index, we are number 12. And the most recent changes are pretty much associated with the financing sector of the fintechs and the younger population that's also jumped into the labor pool. 
you just stop me somewhere because I can talk about the basic figures and about microeconomy quite a long time. But the Lithuanian economy has a lot of different sectors and importance of the sectors kind of classic, I would say. This manufacturing is uh, comprises roughly about one fifth of the economy. Lithuania also is pretty much in ICT, and uh, the part of that is growing very fast. And there are a huge number of companies that preferred Lithuania for global business centers or ICT services, such as Oracle or Uber or Revolut. Well, there's really, really good brand names, worldwide brand names that are actually sitting in Lithuania and also helping uh, for economy to extend. Maybe it is just me, by the sounds of it, who wasn't aware quite how well Lithuania was doing. And I think you've, you've mentioned a couple of words there. Agile and uh, integrated, two words that really are sort of uh, brand names almost of the fintech movement. And so maybe we can talk a little bit about the fintech industry there, because yeah, in my mind, I maybe shouldn't be saying this, but Estonia is the name that sort of jumps out from that region in terms of the fintech boom. But again, maybe that's just me not realizing quite what's happening. So talk to me about that side of, of the economy. You are very correct, Brandon, on that. Many technologies started in Estonia. But with the fintech, well, Lithuania is worldwide known for being as a fintech hub. For our size, we currently have 263 fintech companies. Wow. So it's really, it's really a large number. We have like 7,000 people employed in their fintech sector. They are working not only for Lithuania, they're working globally with 25 million customers all over the world and all over the Europe. For them, Lithuania is a kind of a trampoline to reach a huge European market. And uh, most of those uh, fintechs is um, uh, one third of the companies are are working with the payments, roughly about 70% on the financial services, 10% in digital banking, 10% in lending, and in pretty much um, equal shares than blockchain, cryptocurrencies, big data, reg tech, insure tech and other different sectors or subsectors. So fintechs for Lithuania, they were kind of a game changers. I can say it for sure because I was part of the classical banking sector. Those disruptors uh, were extremely good for the overall banking sector, but especially for the customers because customers comes first and customer knows the best. That also, uh, it pushes at more speed for this stabilized classical banking sector. I guess that's where that leapfrogging comes in. It's in that time that the world was digitizing, the world was opening up borders as well. And seeing that that benefit there, which is yeah, fascinating to hear and maybe brings me to the main subject of the day, Credit Info's work w- within that space. So Yekaterina, how long has Credit Info been in the country? And how does it fit within that landscape that you've been sketching for us? Well, uh, Credit Info was established in 2000. For a Lithuanian company, it's quite old already. And in the very beginning, it was the company that had to provide most of the and collect most of the the data manually. (laughs) Going from one financial institutions to another financial institutions with a pencil and yeah, going through the list of people who are, you know, late in payments, et cetera, et cetera. So for those 23 years, Credit Info was facilitating access to finance in Lithuania. And uh, for Lithuania, it's the first and the largest credit bureau. 
and has uh, their largest number and amount of data about both companies and individuals. We have like 1,400 business clients and uh, roughly about one third of working population in Lithuania are our clients. We provide and are used heavily by commercial banks, by the financial sector as well, credit unions, leasing companies, consumer credit companies, telecommunication companies and other companies. Uh, we connect all the possible registers for the convenience of our customers. But uh, again, the probability that you will be checked with the credit in for data when you are applying for a credit, I believe it's 80% or even more. Yeah, and it's not every country that we've got credit bureaus that cover both the business side and the consumer side. Maybe we can start with the consumer side there. Is it a comprehensive credit bureau with positive and negative data? Credit bureaus score everything that we'd be familiar with in, in other markets? Absolutely. So Lithuania has both uh, parts of the stories. It's a database of negative data and also all the positive data. It combines both. But uh, what have changed uh, quite a lot since 2000 the core of our business today is pretty much this value-added information from being a source for raw data to the provider of the decision analytics and to the decision-making. Consumer ratings that we calculate from the different uh, sources, mostly from the negative information, because we are also uh, very complied with the GDPR. So we are concentrating on the company's rating, the default rating, the bankruptcy rating that, again, for Lithuania is um, very important. We've been through many bankruptcy crises during those 30 years of independences. We have very extensive economic cycles. We also um, have ratings on the debt collection scores. Uh, it's QAC, it's definitely ASG and all the, the decisions that are important for our customers from very different sectors. And knowing, again, uh, what we haven't been mentioning, but it's a huge part of our nowadays routine, it's the Russian aggression towards Ukraine. And of course, quite a lot of Ukrainians came to Lithuania that we also have some products to integrate them into the economy. Because now with uh, more than one year being a residence or living in Lithuania, they can start applying for credit and uh, settle down. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
So we do provide also information from our Ukrainian bureau. Yeah, very, very timely. Today's, uh, as we record this, is actually uh, Ukrainian Independence Day. So a uh, perfect time to <laughs> to be discussing that. Yeah, and my parents are actually from Ukraine. And uh, so for me, it's definitely, definitely a very special day. What it also demonstrates, you know, the, the breadth of the products you offer is some of that enablement by technology that we have today, where 20 years ago, a country of Lithuania size would struggle to have data available at the volumes we needed in those days to create all these different ranges of decisions. We might have had a basic credit score, but to be able to do all of these different data checks and to empower all these different decisions these days, I assume is helped a lot by all the sort of modern technology, the sort of fintech that's been happening behind the scenes in Credit Info, the different uh, analytical and data tools that are now available. Absolutely. Well, Lithuania is rich with data. I would say that in European context, uh, we have a very structured and a long time series compared to our independent lifetime economically. Uh, but again, uh, what is beautiful um, while working in Credit Info, because you are connecting all the dots, you have access to their huge number of data and uh, you can provide those automatic decisions for the companies, the raw data and uh, the value added uh, information just in seconds, and not only from Lithuania, but also across the Baltic countries, because well, the Baltic countries, uh, they are very often working together and provided services for the Baltic region, despite of the differences in their data structure and some cultural differences. So now, definitely, when you start business in Lithuania, it's much easier with the help of the credit info and um, uh, have it in one report or um, one API which which we could only dream uh, for like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. So I hadn't realized that. So is that sort of special requests or, or how does that data sharing work? Well, um, you usually provide uh, services within the country, but since we have a lot of the Baltic companies, they harmonize the strategies across the Baltics and uh, every every single country can provide their similar structure of data and again, uh, the automatic decisions uh, like ADM that we currently offer to our clients uh, can make it uh, easily accessible in just a couple of seconds, collecting the data from all the Baltic countries if needed. It's probably the picture that we would like to see in the service sector for all European Union. Yeah, yeah, The exactly. dream that should come uh, should come true. And uh, we have been talking about that during the period that I was in the public sector. But again, the structure of the data is so different among the European countries. So this is a kind of advantage of having disadvantages in the beginning for the Baltic countries. Yeah, the leapfrogging. Yeah, it very much is because, as you say, it's a fantastic model for what should be simple to do within something like the EU. But I've, in a previous role, was working with international, you know, regional divisions where we've said, okay, you know, as a region, surely we could share some data. And it's been a nightmare because it's been the old legacy systems built up in certain ways. And you've got to undo a lot of that or work very differently to try and uh, work around systems that have taken 40 years to put in place. Whereas when you've built them in agile ways and modern technologies, you can leapfrog that. Something we can aspire to in other similar blocks uh, around the world. Yeah, Katerina, I want to talk to something slightly different. When I went to lt.creditinfo.com, 
I saw strongest in Lithuania, a big button there on the front and clicked that. So tell me about what that series of awards or that competition is. Yeah, strongest Lithuania is a kind of a, our brand name. It's our excellence certificate for the companies that are providing their financial statements and the financial statements are sound. In our environment, the companies uh, became really thick-skinned. Well, every company has its own peak, but uh, the Everest is also for the strongest. So Lithuanian business uh, business environment is uh, created for all the companies, but only the strongest had this flexibility to successfully go through the numerous challenges and uh, kind of unpredictable situations and conditions that Lithuanian business environments presents. And we have different excellence uh, labels because some of the companies could be just startuppers working for several years, uh, like three years old, and already showing their very good performance. Some of them enjoying this excellence in for decades, and some of them in from the very beginning of the credit in for history in Lithuania. So those companies that have uh, this certificate and have this award. These are the best companies of the Lithuanian market, actually. And it's kind of a prestige also for the smaller company to join the club. So we are very happy that Credit Info name is associated with the strongest companies. It is the guarantee that the company would be a good partner. So that's pretty much cream of the crop, the best of the best. Perfect. So if anybody wants to go and see who's won those awards or just more broadly, like me, has been inspired about what's happening in Lithuania and what the potential there is, if people want to go and follow up on that, they want to read more about Credit Info in Lithuania, where's a good place for them to go online to, to learn more? So the information is definitely is uh, easily provided by the strongest in Lithuanian Credit Info website. But well, it's not only in Lithuania, it's also in the Baltics, and it's uh, very popular in Iceland too. And especially in the period of crises and uh, when the market is looking for the new connection, this is their sign that you can easily jump into the international connections, um, which also helps to grow your business. No, it's a great point when, you, when you're looking at expanding. It's really helpful to have a name you can trust or at least a list of companies that uh, have been certified that you can reach out to. Ekaterina, I've now, I think you're the third guest from Credit Info. One of the things I know about the company is that it's always got great blogs, it's got great material. If anyone listening wants to learn more about the Credit Info story, where's a, where's the good places for them to go to stay in touch? Well, first of all, if we're talking about Lithuania, we can be easily found on any social networks such as LinkedIn or Facebook with our popular products and our other information and definitely our internet page. But uh, we are like in, in Lithuania, very kind of compact country and we know each other. <laughs> so at least, <laughs> at least uh, through one more acquaintance, uh, you will definitely reach someone from the credit info pretty much directly. Yeah. And uh, as you said, if, if people are not in Lithuania, it is very easy to reach. I recommend it as a holiday destination. It's, it's not visited as often as it should be. We had a really great time when we were in Vilnius. Uh, but yeah, go for business as well, by by all accounts. Uh, yeah, Katarina, before I let you go, you've mentioned about you know the roller coaster, all the growth that we've been seeing in Lithuania and, and the broader region. 
As you look ahead, is there anything on the horizon, anything that we should be following or keeping an eye out, uh, either in Lithuania or with the work Credit Info is doing there? Absolutely. We roller coaster is pretty much not ending, neither for Lithuania nor for the Baltics. People are kind of becoming over-optimistic during the cycles and then over-depressed during the downside. (laughs) So I believe that in the extremely changing environment, you should keep your hand on the pulse pretty much every single second. And that will keep you alive and that will keep you strong and healthy. Yeah, wonderful message for everybody. Yekaterina, thank you again for your time. It's been wonderful hearing about what's happening in Lithuania and again, hearing the great work that Credit Info is doing in another market. Thank you very much, Brandon, for having me. And I also very much hope that now you learn about Lithuania a little bit more. But if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me directly. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show or just www.htlmts.show, and I'll see you again next Thursday. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.